All right, everybody. Welcome into the podcast. I'm going to try to start doing these more, more of a regular basis. Uh, but for right now, I for the first one I'm doing, I kind of wanted to get your opinion on what kind of content you would like. And to my surprise, I had like three options, and all three were pretty much neck and neck on the Twitter poll. Uh, go ahead and follow me on Twitter, by the way, at Jared Andrews. Uh, shameless plugs are okay here. Um, so I had three options. I was either going to talk about the NBA, I know the Warriors are already in the finals. We're going, looking at the Eastern Conference finals. Games tied up at two games apiece. So I was going to look at that. I was going to look at MCU movies. I was going to rank all 22 of them as of right now because I know I had some controversy. Con, ooh, I noticed I had some controversy over my uh, criticisms of Avengers Endgame. So I was going to go and rank all 22 of the movies to give you what I think of them in general. And then I also had uh, Game of Thrones, big Game of Thrones fan. So I was going to talk about season eight a little bit. Um, I know everybody's very highly critical of it. And I was going to give my two cents on what I thought of season eight. And between NBA playoff talk and ranking the MCU movies, the MCU movies won by 1%. So here I am. I'm going to be breaking down all 22 Marvel movies. And for each of these movies, there's only three to four that I really did not enjoy. Um, I'm going to try to find positives and negatives with all the movies. Try not to be very biased. Um, so I'll, I'll try to say things I did like about each movie and things I did not. Um, and also IMDb gave all of these movies a grade out of 10. And I will be doing the same. Um, and I'll see how my rankings compare to that of IMDb. So let's start number 22. No surprise here. The Incredible Hulk. And I, I literally make a bullet points for each one of these movies. Uh, and the only bullet point I made for The Incredible Hulk is forgettable. And that's pretty much what it is. Um, it had to follow up Iron Man, which is a hard thing to do. And it did not do very well. Um, the Incredible Hulk, it's saying a lot that I didn't even remember that it was in the MCU. I remember going back and watching all of these movies in a row to get ready for Infinity War. And they said the incredible Hulk. And I was like, Oh my God, you're right. That's in the MCU. It's not even Mark Ruffalo. That's how people, how little people care about that. that movie, IMDb gave that movie a 6.7 and I'm giving that movie a 6.5. And that is the only movie I have under seven. I know there's three under seven that IMDb ranked. And we'll get to those here in just a second. So 22 is the incredible Hulk coming in at 21 Thor of the dark world. Uh, now this movie is probably one of the most boring. One thing I will say that's good about the Incredible Hulk is at least the action scenes are cool. Big CGI fight between the Abomination and the Hulk. You know, it's a highlight definitely of that movie. So that's the highlight of the Incredible Hulk. And for Thor, it's just boring. I mean, the pacing's all off. There's so much going on and such little that I care about. Uh, the villain is just so underwhelming. I mean, the the elves, they look cool, but other than that, we don't get a lot of backstory on them. Throughout three Thor movies, we don't really know about Malekith or what he wants or what he's doing. Uh, just one of the worst villains the MCU has to offer. And it's, the Thor franchise hasn't found its stride yet. I thought Thor was a solid movie. Um, the first Thor, I thought, was a solid movie. Um, but it didn't really find its stride until uh, Ragnarok came out. 
And even in the Avengers movie, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Thor's character was pretty good. And then to follow it up with Thor the Dark World, it kind of just put a damper. And if it wasn't for Taika Waititi, I think Thor would have been one of the worst characters in the MCU just because the movies weren't good. But in this case... Thor the Dark World, second least favorite movie. Uh, positives about this movie. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is awesome. Uh, Loki's awesome. One of my favorite uh, characters in the MCU. And Natalie Portman in her last appearance until Endgame in the MCU. So she was fun. Uh, that's 21. IMDb gave Thor the Dark World a 6.9. I gave Thor the Dark World a 7 out of 10. Let's move on to number 20. Iron Man 3. Now, Iron Man 3, and after those two movies, I think I can sit down and watch these movies and not be mad about it uh, for 20 through 1. Um, Iron Man 3 comes in at number 20 for me, and I know a lot of people have Iron Man 3 as the second of the Iron Man right behind Iron Man 1, and they think Iron Man 2 is the worst of the trilogy. I tend to disagree. I actually really enjoyed Iron Man 2, but for Iron Man 3, I think it's a really good movie. I really do. Um, It's a solid movie with a good twist at the end um, with the Mandarin, but the villain, it's it doesn't do a lot for me. Uh, Killian doesn't do a whole lot, uh, doesn't do a whole lot for me in the fact that his, his motives are strange. His plan is good. Like I said, the twist is very good. Um, the fact that they have some guy playing the Mandarin and blaming it on terrorist attacks when it's really just a science project gone wrong. I think that's really clever. It's a really good thing, but Killian just wasn't doing it for me. People turning into flamethrowers and appendages coming off and growing back. It was just, it was weird power. Again, the, all the suits I think was cool, but seeing Iron Man function without his suit, I think that really goes back to what we learned in homecoming. When Tony said, if you're nothing without the suit, you shouldn't have it. I think that's the lesson Tony learned in Iron Man 3. Um, so IMDb gave Iron Man 3 a 7.2. I gave Iron Man 3 a 7.1. And right after Iron Man 3 coming in at 19, as I adjust my paper here, Captain America, the first Avenger. And now this is actually, I'm going to come out and say the IMDb score first here. This is actually one of the three movies that IMDb had in the MCU under a 7. So IMDb had it at a 6.9. And you can tell why. It's slow, uh, a whole lot of origin stuff, um, and we never really got to see Cap being Cap. Uh, Again, I don't really care about him going on these USO tours and punching uh, pretend Hitler and all that fun stuff. And the most cap we see is a montage if we got a movie of the montages that we saw would have been a great movie but the origin for captain america is great i'm a little biased captain america is one of my least favorite avengers um he's just cheesy to me the thing i don't like about superhero movies how cheesy they are so i never really got into dc um but captain america the first avenger it's a good solo movie. Again, none of these movies are bad after Thor The Dark World. I enjoyed watching Captain America The First Avenger. Um, but for me, it's it's just a forgettable entry. And the Captain America series is very, very strong. Uh, so as I said, IMDb gave it a 6.9. I gave Captain America The First Avenger a 7.2 at number 19. And coming in at number 18, the second newest entry into the MCU as of right now, and that will be Captain Marvel. 
Um, Captain Marvel, uh, it had a lot of hype, and it didn't live up to it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a shame because people were expecting the movie right before Endgame to really blow them away. And to me, it just, it just didn't do a lot. It just did not do a lot. The themes were obvious. Um, and I think there were better ways to go about them. I mean, literally the very first scene, they're beating you over the head with how women are just as good. We know women are just as powerful as men, especially in the MCU. We've seen it. You don't need to beat us over the head with a bat with it. It's, it's, it's right there in front of us. We can figure it out for ourselves. And they think that we're just, we're, we can't possibly fathom that. So I thought there were better ways to go about trying to get the whole woman empowerment thing other than woman literally say or men literally saying to her in a flashback you're not as good as us you can't do it because you're a woman i think we're all better than that that we can see through that and kind of get to that conclusion by ourselves imdb gave captain marvel a 7.1 i gave captain marvel a 7.2 and one thing i do like about this movie the effects the effects for captain marvel were absolutely outstanding um nick fury for comedic relief very hit or miss for me but i think they did a pretty good job with that so uh, and then we get to see the Tesseract some more. That's one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite bad guy weapons in the MCU. So Captain Marvel, I gave it a seven point two out of ten. Coming in at seventeen is Thor. Uh, just Thor, no fancy words to it, which I think is cool um, because I hate you know Captain America. The first Avenger. It makes it it's harder for me to write it out. You know, I get carpal tunnel very easily, and I don't like that. So for Thor. This is one of my favorite origin solo movies. Um, I'm a big Natalie Portman guy, big Star Wars fan. I like the prequels other than, you know, the popular opinion. I thought Natalie Portman did a great job in those. Um, thought she did a great job in this movie, too. She was one of the better parts of it. Uh, and the story, I thought, was pretty interesting. Um, it's about living up to expectations and showing that you can change in a short amount of time. And I think Thor did that. You know, we see Thor. It kind of reminds me a lot of myself, actually. Uh, spoiled brat who just does what he wants and thinks there'll be no repercussions. So he does what he thinks is right. And everybody's telling him not to do it. He does it anyway. He's wrong, gets exiled, has to prove himself worthy again. And by the end of that, obviously, he does. So I thought Thor was a very good um, origin movie. And IMDb gave it a 7. I gave it a 7.4. And it comes in at 17 and moving on to 16 iron man 2 and i already said i liked iron man 2 more than iron man 3 and this is where iron man 2 landed in my rankings at 16 uh, i think the relationship building in this movie was really what stood out to me the relationships between uh pepper happy uh tony obviously all those guys um, we really start to see those relationships grow more, and I think that's why it was so good. Um, the theme was also very good, living up to expectations again, a lot like Thor, where you had Tony trying to live up to the expectations his father set, and that's been a constant struggle for him the entire franchise. That's what makes Iron Man the best franchise in the entire MCU, why it's the most popular. Um, also, first we see of Black Widow, which is really cool. Um, Whiplash is a complex villain, uh, but again, he's one of the more forgettable of the franchise. The main villain, I thought, was Justin Hammer anyway. Um, so that's that's the one downer to this movie that kind of deflated it for a lot of people. Uh, IMDb gave it a 7, which is 
two points lower than Iron Man 3, but I gave Iron Man 2 a 7.4, and that comes in at 16. Let's move right into 15, Avengers Age of Ultron versus Avengers list mentioned, and it comes in at 15. Um, and again, the twins, great characters, but I, I need a little bit more of them. Uh, we see Quicksilver for a hot second, and then he's out of the movie. Uh, no really origin. We understand that you know Stark weapons killed uh, their parents, and that's about it. Um, and that's and honestly, for me, I need more than that. I think we see a different side of Hydra, which I thought was kind of refreshing, other than just kill, 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 kill. Um, so that was fun. Uh, let's see what else do I got here. One of the things that I loved about Age of Ultron is the repercussions that we see. Um, from the events of this movie. We get the Soviet Accords, and that really sets everything into motion. And one of my favorite villains, Robert California himself, Ultron. Again, product of his own making. I mean, he was made by Tony, and he was made by by Bruce. And he was doing what he was programmed to do. You can't really be mad at the guy. Um, and I think I just like that dealing with your own demons battling something you made yourself, fixing your own mistakes, and that's what I got from Age of Ultron. IMDb gave it a 7.3. I gave Avengers Age of Ultron a 7.5 out of 10. And now number 14, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Now, a lot of people didn't really like Ant-Man and the Wasp, but I loved Ant-Man and the Wasp. I thought it was really, really entertaining. An absolute hilarious movie. Story was pretty good. It started to pick up a little bit more. Um, you see, again, as I said, the repercussions coming from the Soviet Accords. Then you get after Civil War, you have Ant-Man locked up on house arrest and him finagling his way out of that. So that was really fun to see. Um, a lot of callbacks, as I said. Um, just the villain, though, was just terrible. I don't even remember the villain's name. It was the girl who phased in and out of stuff. Like, that... Just a very underwhelming villain to me. I saw... A villain who they didn't really want to make a villain. Who was just misunderstood. Turns good by the end. But to me... I need more than that. I need a legit villain in this show. Or in this movie, I should say. And, you know, the subplot of... The FBI versus uh, Ant-Man was really fun. The magic tricks were hilarious. There's a lot of funny stuff going on in Ant-Man and the Wasp. IMDb showed very little love to Ant-Man and the Wasp. Gave a 7.1. I gave Ant-Man and the Wasp a 7.5. And 13, Ant-Man. Uh, I had to have Ant-Man a little bit higher because I did enjoy myself a little bit more watching it. Um, it's not as funny as Ant-Man and the Wasp, but you still get some funny moments. Um... The exposition dump with the storytelling is absolutely hysterical. Uh, great motives in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, probably the best side characters that we've ever seen. T.I. was even good. Who thought T.I. was going to be a good actor? T.I. had a couple of lines, didn't ruin it. He did his lines well, and he was funny to boot. So very good job from him. Um, the theme of just trying to be a good father no matter what. Love that. Love that a lot in Ant-Man. In both the episodes, you see how good of a father he is. Uh, you see Falcon and Ant-Man, so a nice little tie-in to the Avengers storyline to go along into Civil War. Uh, the storytelling in this was great. And for both Ant-Man and Ant-Man and the Wasp, 
the ridiculous concepts. This guy's superhero is that he gets really small and he can talk to ants. It's a ridiculous movie with a ridiculous concept that knows it's ridiculous, and that's what's so good about it. it didn't take its tell. It didn't take itself too seriously. Very meta aware of how bizarre the concept is so really got to appreciate that ant-man and the watch got a little bit more love on imdb got a 7.3 i gave it a 7.8 out of 10 and almost cracking the eight mark for my rankings and imdb haven't seen any movies over eight yet guardians volume two comes in at 12 for me and i'm actually watching that right now i'm seeing blazer race uh give his testimonial uh very funny movie, as I said. And Nebula is one of my least favorite characters in the entirety of the MCU. That's another reason why I didn't like Endgame. Way too much Nebula. They took Nebula and they doubled her. So that kind of ruined it for me. Um, and it's a great payoff, you know, from what we get from Guardians 1 into Guardians 2. Great payoff. The twist of uh, Burt Reynolds being the bad guy, actually putting the tumor in Peter's mom's head. Great twist at the end. Um and I thought the theme of some just because somebody's your family doesn't mean they have to be your family. Uh, your friends, your family, that's who you choose. That's your family in the end. And I think that's a great job how Peter, you know, picked his real family over his father. Um, and again, just absolutely hysterical movie, Guardians Volume 2. So I have that at 12th. I gave it a 7.9. IMDb gave it a 7.7. And just missing the top 10, coming in at 11, Doctor Strange. And, you know, Doctor Stephen Strange, one of my favorite heroes in the MCU, Benedict Cumberbatch, portrays the character so well. Um, the Dormammu scene, one of the best scenes in the entirety of the MCU. Dormammu have come to bargain, and so on and so forth. Thought that was great. Super funny movie. Um... And one thing I don't like about this movie, it's kind of similar to Iron Man, if you really think about it. It's a super talented, cocky guy who gets his comeuppance and then changes his ways to be more uh, to be more empathetical and not so narcissistic. So I think it was re- very similar, but it's not as good as Iron Man, obviously. But I still really enjoyed Doctor Strange. Looking forward to seeing uh, how he's used going forward in the MCU. Benedict Cumberbatch, great actor. Another Brit who plays an American so well. Uh, IMDb gave it a 7.5. I gave it a 7.9. And we crack the top 10, and we also crack the 8 ranking. I gave Captain America the Winter Soldier an 8 out of 10, and that is my 10th movie in the MCU. Great villain. Um, I think the Winter Soldier is one of the best villains in the MCU. And if you would have told me a couple of years ago that I'd have this movie in my top 10 for MCU movies, I would have told you it was crazy because or I was crazy, or you were crazy, or somebody was crazy, because I really didn't enjoy this movie on my first viewing. Um, but as I kept watching, as I kept watching Captain America, as I said before, I'm not the biggest Cap fan, as I watched... As I kept going, I'm like, okay, yeah, this movie's really good. <laughs> Winter Soldier is one of the best movies in the MCU. Um, it's kind of what the first Captain America movie wasn't, where we're seeing these moments. I mean, we saw Chris Evans have a fist fight with George St. Pierre, and that was pretty sweet. So that's more of what I wanted in the first Captain America that we didn't get to see. The elevator scene, one of the best scenes in the franchise. Um, and as I said, the development 
with Captain America, with Bucky, um, and the relationship you see with Natasha and Cap. That's one of the best things you'll see in the whole MCU. And then you also get to see uh, the impact Hydra is having on S.H.I.E.L.D., the corruptness of S.H.I.E.L.D., all the stuff with Fury. So, great movie. Uh, IMDb gave it a 7.8. Like I said, I gave it an 8. So, moving on to number 9. And a sequel to this movie is coming out shortly in a few months. Spider-Man Homecoming. And I know a lot of people love Tom Holland's Spider-Man. I'm one of those people. He's the best Spider-Man in my eyes. Another very, very funny movie. Uh, Character moments were great. Having Tony come out, having him mentor Peter Parker is one of the best uh, points of this movie. And... Honestly, it's 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 just this is really funny. I mean, I can't say a lot. Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. do a great job. Uh, our Robert Downey Jr. isn't really much of a comedic relief as he is in other movies, but I think I think Tom Holland does a great job um, in his first true solo film. Um, the twist at the end, where the Vulture is actually. Peter's girlfriend's dad. I didn't see that coming, and it blew me away when I first saw it. So again, great twist on that uh, in the movie. Um, so I gave Spider-Man: Homecoming an eight point one. IMDb not on the same page as me. They gave it a seven and a half. So move on to number eight, and I have the original Guardians of the Galaxy. And again, another Meadowware movie. James Gunn knew what he was getting himself into. Just look at the title card of Guardians, and you can just see, he knew exactly what it was, he's like, this movie's ridiculous, I'm gonna make it ridiculous, and ridiculous it was, and it was just so good, man, Guardians, um, just the effects of Guardians, something we haven't seen yet in the MCU, where they're literally in outer space the entire time, they took a raccoon that talks, and his best friend is a talking tree, and they made it work. James Gunn did a great job with Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and again, one thing I don't like, Ronan, eh, not my favorite uh, villain, but while we're talking about villains, we this is the first extended shot we get of Thanos. And again, when I first saw this movie, I wasn't really into the MCU yet, so I saw Thanos, I'm like, okay. But Ronan the Accuser... He's not one of my favorite uh, bad guys. Again, movie's hilarious, though. Very funny movie. Great character development. Um, great references. The soundtrack of this movie. Everybody's saying the soundtrack of the movie is why it's so good. That's not true at all. That's not true at all. It really enhances how good the movie was. You get to see the friendship theme throughout the entire thing. They literally saved the universe with friendship. With all of them holding hands, taking the power of the stone. And even you see it see a dance battle at the end, so that's that's always fun. IMDB gave Guardians an 8.1, I gave it an 8.3, and it was also my number eight movie. So moving on to number seven. Black Panther. Now, Black Panther got a lot of criticism, a lot of a lot of flack. IMDB didn't even like it. They gave it a 7.3. But you see, I have it here number seven, and I think the impact that it had. In the fact that it had an all-black cast and nobody noticed. 
and it could be done and it did well and it made billions and billions of dollars that's what is so important that's the impact that it had it can be done and i think that is what makes this movie such a success and makes it so good and that's not only it i mean you look into the movie a little bit deeper i mean the effects were great the costumes the music the soundtrack kendrick lamar did a great job on the soundtrack um the costumes, as I said, the choreography, so good, the vibrant colors, Wakanda was awesome, um, and again, it's another funny movie, I could do without the what are those joke, I'm gonna die on the hill saying that nearly ruined the movie for me, um, but no, the villain, you wanna look at Killmonger, so good, uh, Michael B. Jordan did a fantastic job, M'Baku is one of my favorite characters in the MCU, so, just add on the villain, the hero, the theme of the movie, um, and the impact it had on movies going forward now. It's it's a fantastic movie. As I said, IMDb gave it a 7.3. I gave Black Panther an 8.4. Coming in as my number six and the OG, triple OG of the MCU. The first movie made all the way back in 2008. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., perfect casting, best casting that we've seen in the MCU. He was absolutely fantastic, kind of revitalized his career, put him back on the right track. And this set the tone, really set the tone for everything to come in the MCU. Robert Downey Jr. absolutely killed it as Tony Stark. Best Marvel hero by a mile is Iron Man. Um the character arc that just Tony makes in the one episode where he's a billionaire, playboy, philanthropist, all that fun stuff. Uh, then he gets into the accident, sees that his weapons are being used by the bad guys, changes his tone, uh, wants to be more about protecting than destructing or destructing, destroying. Oh my God. And I think that's really what this whole character was about by the end Tony Stark sacrificed himself to save the universe there's no way he would have done that um, before he donned the suit so great great character in Iron Man comes in at number 6 I have Iron Man at an 8.5 IMDB had it at a 7.9 and to this point all the movies I've done so far only one movie was put over an 8 and that was Guardians of the Galaxy so the only movie IMDb had over 8.1 so far and going forward only two more will be over 8 and that's Endgame, Avengers and Infinity War Um, so let's move on to number 5 I have Avengers Endgame and I am highly critical of this movie that is not a secret Um, I thought there were a lot of problems with the movie that people really weren't paying attention to and when I brought light to them people told me just to not talk about them because you know it's a movie just enjoy it but I think that's not really doing my fandom justice so the things that I had an issue with um, in Endgame I think there were a lot of cheap laughs they played a lot of things just like slapstick humor and that it's been a staple in the MCU, but I think it was kind of inflated in Endgame. Um, and there were a couple plot holes. I won't go into every single one of them, but the main one for me was the fact that they had to put the minivan right next to Thanos. First of all, and this is the only one I'll do because I'm starting to get mad. 
they didn't need to return the stones right away. I can understand if they said, all right, we got to get the stones out of here so Thanos doesn't take them. But no, they said, we got to get the stones out of here so the other dimensions can go back to being the way they were. They waited until after Tony Stark's funeral to bring the stones back. So clearly there wasn't a big rush. There shouldn't have been a big rush because it didn't matter when you brought them back as long as you did. And the fact that, excuse me, the fact that they had to ha- they had to return them right now with just them saying, all right, well, the gauntlet has to be near Thanos so we can move the movie along. So that's all it was. And to me, that's cheap. That's cheap moving the plot along. And again, that's not enough to ruin a movie by any means, but I think it's something that people are just ignoring. Um, and this is the main one that I was very critical of, uh, but there are a lot of things I like. The final battle, obviously. The send-off for Tony and Cap, loved it. Um... So again, I'm highly critical of the movie, but I still enjoyed it. It's still in my top five, so that that's saying enough right there. IMDb, it's the highest graded MCU movie that they have, which I don't agree with. They have it at an 8.8. I had Endgame at an at an 8.5. And number four, the OG Avengers, and easily my favorite MCU villain is Loki, and that's one of the reasons that Avengers cracks my top four. Uh, Loki was the first villain that I ever saw in the MCU. Avengers was the first movie that I ever saw. Saw it in theaters. One of the only ones that I saw in theaters until uh, I saw Black Panther in theaters as well. And that was the last one since. So Avengers was a big, big movie for me. I think the setup, the culmination, and the fact that they executed everything so well. I mean, you had Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Thor... The Incredible Hulk and Captain America. Those were the only movies you had until Avengers, and they did it right. I think if DC would have done what Marvel did, Justice League wouldn't have been so bad. But again, great setup, awesome movie. The cheese, there was one cheesy moment where I could have done with that when he looked at Hulk and told him to smash. That was kind of meh. Wasn't a fan of that. But I can look past it because the rest of the movie was just so good. Absolutely awesome. And. They took all those characters and got it to work. And I think that was huge for the rest of the Avengers uh, series because a lot of the times it's so easy to have some of these characters who they should play a big part, but because they're not on the same level as some other characters, they don't really work. But you still had great moments with Hawkeye, who really shouldn't have had that big of a part. You saw great moments with Black Widow, who in a movie with Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, and the Hulk, shouldn't have had a lot of moments to shine, but she did, and that's what made this movie so good, and that's what made the next two, number three and number one, I should say, so good. Number three is Civil War, and they did what the first Avengers did, and tripled it. They threw in new characters we hadn't seen before, it all worked, and it was great. But before I do that, hold on, let me go back to uh, Avengers real quick. IMDb gave it an 8.1. I gave it an 8.8. So my top three all crack 9 and above. At number three, as I said, Captain America, Civil War, and as I said, introduced us to some new characters, introduced us to Black Panther, played perfectly by Chadwick Boseman, and also Spider-Man, played by Tom Holland. Captain America, Civil War had one of my favorite villains. Um, not out for, not out to kill, not out to gain power, not out to chase stones, just out for revenge, and I love it. His family got killed in, the, in Sokovia during the uh, events of Age of Ultron, 
And the way he went about it, he's not super powerful, doesn't have an army. He just had a good purpose, and I think that's all it took. So, <laughs> I'm, I'm, as I said, I'm watching Guardians Volume 2, and I'm looking at the scene where Groot's uh, bringing everything back to Yondu and Rocket. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, back to Civil War. Yeah, the villain, very good. Um knew how to take the how to take the Avengers down. That was his goal and that's what he did. Um, he had no he didn't want to kill the Avengers himself. He knew if he did it right, then they'd do it on their own. And he in a way he was right. I mean, this is one of the only villains who succeeded in his plot. Like everything he wanted to do worked. The Avengers split up. He got what he wanted. Um but at the end of the day, the conflict between Tony and Cap is really what sets the rest of the MCU apart from that moment. So Captain America Civil War didn't crack 8 from IMDb, but I gave it a 9. It got a 7.8, and it comes in at number 3. And now in at number 2, and I flip-flop 2 and 1 a lot, but after Endgame, I think I've made my right choice. At number 2, I have Thor Ragnarok. And Ragnarok is by far the funniest MCU movie that I've seen. And it's not cheap laughs either. It's genuine, straight-up laughter. And I think Tessa Thompson coming into the MCU, she does a great job. The buddy cop stuff we see between Hulk and Thor, hilarious. Uh, More Loki, which is awesome. Chris Hemsworth, this is easily his best performance. All of it, impossible without Taika Waititi. Holy crap, did he make an absolute legendary movie uh, in the MCU. Taika Waititi. He also voiced, uh, oh man, I'm forgetting the name, Krog, I think, uh, the big rock guy, uh, so he was awesome, Taika Waititi did a great job voicing him, funny character, great movie, Jeff Goldblum was absolutely unbelievable, um, and Clay Blanchett also playing Hela, just a great movie all around, top to bottom. And it leads right up into Infinity War. And speaking of leading right up into Infinity War, obviously number one for me is Avengers Infinity War. Ragnarok, by the way, I gave it a 9.2 out of 10. IMDb gave it a 7.9. And IMDb gave Infinity War their second highest score, 8.5. I gave it a 9.5, which is three or 0.3 ticks higher than Ragnarok. And like I said about Avengers, it did justice to everybody. I mean, you're bringing in the Guardians. You're bringing in Doctor Strange. You're bringing in the regular Avengers and some who haven't been introduced as Avengers yet. And they nailed it. Everybody got justice. The three storylines that they went with were Rocket. Actually, if you think about it, it could be four up until the final act. You had Rocket and Thor and Groot going to Nedavalir where Peter Dinklage was making the weapon. You had Captain America, Falcon, Black Panther, Hulk, all those good guys um, in Wakanda. And you also had the Guardians meeting up with Iron Man, Tom Holland, Doctor Strange on Titan. So those three storylines were absolutely fantastic. That was... <laughs> it would have been easier for one to outshadow the other, but they really don't. The way they all come together in the end... Is, and what they all ties together too, where you have Thanos defeating um, Iron Man and Co. on Titan and then meeting up on 
Earth in Wakanda and Thor's entrance into Wakanda. And there's not a lot of time that I have to highlight this movie, but that was one of the best scenes I have ever seen in the MCU. And follow it up, I said my favorite villain was Loki. I think the best villain has to be Thanos. And that's another issue I had with Endgame is that Thanos kind of had a different motive where in Infinity War, he was so good because he didn't want to do any of this. He took it on himself as he had to be the savior to change the galaxy or else life would cease to exist. But in Endgame, he wants to destroy life and start over. It didn't really make sense to me. He said now that he saw um, that people won't forget, think about this. He's been purging planets for years and years and years. And he's just now realizing that some people won't forget. It's a ridiculous concept to me. Um, in Infinity War, he got he had so much justice done for him. It was Thanos' movie the entire way. And, you know, the ending just blew me away. That's another reason why I think Endgame, I wasn't the biggest fan as other people were. Because it kind of... It kind of... Uh, watered down what happened in Infinity War and kind of washed it and I didn't like that because I thought the ending of Infinity War was probably the best part of the MCU seeing all the people turn to dust absolutely fantastic stuff by the Russo brothers in my opinion that's their best work um, obviously because I have it as my number one Infinity War 9.5 out of 10 for me probably one of my favorite movies of all time and I really don't see that changing but if you look at it, I mean, you have Infinity War, Ragnarok, Avengers, Civil War. Those four movies in the top four are some of my favorite movies of all time. And that's why the MCU is so good. And that's why I'm so hopeful that in 22 movies, only two of them, I was struggling to find good things to say about them. Because all of these movies, except for the two, are absolutely so good in so many ways. And to me, I'm excited to see what's coming next. I mean, we'll see how they move forward without Tony Stark, without Captain America, without Steve Rogers, no Chris Evans. He might come back in future roles as an old guy, but no more Chris Evans, no more Tom Holland. We'll see where the MCU goes from here. I'm super excited about it and also super excited to be on these podcasts. Let's see. This one's running about 35, 40 minutes, so... I hope that not all of them are this long, but if they are, then that you know it is what it is. I was listing 22 things out and getting points for each one, so that's kind of why this one ran long. I'm hoping that they won't normally last this long, um, but if they do, you know I'm glad to do it. Thank you guys so much for listening. As I said, make sure you follow me on Twitter. This will probably be posted on SoundCloud and on the podcast app uh, for Apple, so make sure you... Uh, Follow me on those just to make sure if I post surprisingly, you'll know. Uh, on Twitter, at Jared Andrews, same as my Instagram. Make sure you give me a follow. I have updates coming from there. Uh, and till then, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This is my first podcast where I rank all 22 Marvel movies. And if you enjoyed, make sure you give me a follow. Until then, I'll see you.